The question is, in today's day and age, how do you protect yourself, your family, and your community more effectively? Well, my name is Craig Gray, and today on the Peace Walker podcast, we're going to answer those questions and a whole bunch more. You're going to learn the power of protection, the art of influence, and the confidence of clarity as you build a protector's lifestyle to live, to protect, and to inspire at a whole new level. Well, as you know, this is Craig Gray, and you are on the Peace Walker podcast. This is episode number 15. Today, I want to talk a little bit about what I call, it's a marathon, not a sprint. What I mean by that is, when you're going through, especially certain things that you train, for instance, you know, I train defensive tactics and martial arts at the academy. Uh, I get a lot of people who come in who want to learn how to defend themselves incredibly quickly, and they're willing (laughs) to throw themselves at it wholeheartedly. Oftentimes, it means injuries, disappointment, humiliation, uh, just feeling bad all the way around because they're trying to kind of do too much too fast. Um, pushing Pushing themselves is fine, but you've got to do it within certain parameters. The idea of being a protector in the context that I teach it and enact it in my own life is it's a long journey. It's a lifetime. It's a lifestyle. So if you want to be in this game for any length of time, you got to train right. you got to have the right perspective. You have to do the things that are going to be sustainable, not just um, kind of redlining <laughs> your engine uh, all the time because you're not going to survive. Even young people, right? Um, it's not uncommon for young people to come in and they're more resilient than folks who are middle-aged or above. But um, even young people end up you know, coming in, going hog wild, um, kind of digging the training at first, but then they lose interest. Maybe they get injured Maybe just the shiny object uh, gets a little dull and they tend to uh, move on. And this can happen with with many things. Um, Relationships too, right? It's a marathon, not a sprint if you're in a long-term relationship. And it may be easy for some people to do sprints. Uh, It can be more challenging to stick around for the long haul. When it comes to working out, it's very similar as well. You can really kill yourself at the gym for a few weeks, maybe even a few months. And then either you get hurt or you just don't think you can rise to the occasion anymore. So you just kind of quit everything. Um, It happens a lot in dieting too, right? Rather than building a healthy eating lifestyle, what people do, and I fall victim to this as well, or um, victim isn't the right term. That's uh, how about I fall into this category sometimes too, is where, you know, you eat like shit and you're not paying attention to kind of what you're consuming. And next thing you know, you're tipping the scales higher than what you want and you kind of binge diet a little bit to get down and the same cycle continues. Um, Especially right now, I don't know when you're listening to this, but the coronavirus is still running rampant and uh, there's a pandemic. So, There's varying forms of lockdowns occurring all over still. 
Um, basically, it's not business as usual. And there's been a lot of comfort even eating in a lot of uh, folks out there, myself included. I packed on uh, probably a good 20, 25 pounds, uh, probably 25, easy, 25 pounds over the coronavirus uh, lockdowns and all that. And um, I was able to shed about 15 uh, pounds. I need to still lose some more. Um, and it's been challenging because my normal routine was upset. My marathon pace was upset. So basically, uh, my workouts haven't been as intense, even though I continue with them. But that's not really where the big problem lies with my weight gain. It really is in my eating habits. I've been eating like shit for um, months now. And you know I've been dialing back that back in the past couple months. And it's been challenging. Um, we just got back from a weekend worth of training um friday this passes right now it's um monday uh it's not gonna be monday when you listen to this but it's monday uh september still end of september so i record these in advance so you will uh not be hearing this on a monday in september you'll be hearing it a friday when it comes out probably sometime in october but but this past weekend, I was training a lot. Um, Friday, all day Friday, I was out at the shooting range taking another, um, I don't know, advanced or intermediate or whatever you want to call it, shooting course. Um, that was a good five-hour five hour course. And then uh, Saturday, I teach all day. And then Sunday, um, I taught a seminar uh, where we went over um, kind of grab and stabs. So it's a Krav Maga seminar, so a defensive tactics seminar. We went over uh, how you um, can protect yourself from being attacked with a knife most of the day. So that was a good five hours, and then we shot for a few hours after that. So anyways, um, today I'm kind of feeling it. Not as much as the people, because I was teaching it, so I was active. But man, some of the folks who were there training, I'm sure they're feeling, uh, feeling it today too. So if you're one of those listening, you're welcome. <laughs> enjoy, embrace the suck, right? Embrace the, the pain. But, um, but even doing all that, you have to make it sustainable. You have to train smart. And that takes skill. Anybody can come and, you know, come in and just go really hard. And going hard is good once in a while with the right partners in the right way to make it safe, it's necessary. If you're really going to protect yourself, you have to learn how to go hard. But if you go hard all the time and that's your um, just kind of way that you do it all the time, trust me on this, it isn't going to last. Just turned 50 this year, 50, that's five zero, half a century, <laughs> probably older than some of you guys out there and younger than others. So, um, but I've been training my whole life. I started training when I was six with my dad. Um, started me in the martial arts when I was six, back before they you know, had all these kids' classes. My dad was a Marine and uh, started me in the basement. And then when I was old enough, I got into martial arts training at a, at a formalized school. Um, they didn't have kids' classes, so you had to work in with the adults. But my point is, is um, you know, later I got into Krav Maga and other martial arts and MMA and 
grappling, you know, and all that kind of stuff, all the cool stuff. But the point is, is I've been training my whole life competitively in a traditional sense, in a tactical sense, training professionals. My job is very physical as well. I run a Krav Maga Academy, so I'm training all the time. Now, I don't train as intensely as I, you know, put my students through, not because I'm, you know, trying to not walk the walk, but, you know, my goal when I teach, as any coach's goal should be when they teach, is for the student, not for me. Now, I work out myself, usually anywhere from four to six days a week on my own, and then I teach I typically teach about nine-ish classes a week that are ongoing Krav Maga classes. Yeah, at least nine or 12. Um, and, uh, and then seminars. So I teach seminars and departmental training and my workshops and that type of thing, do videos and all that. So I'm moving around a lot. However, I'm very mindful of how I do that. I try to take care of myself. I do a every morning, well, except for this morning, but... <laughs> I'm human, but pretty much every morning I do my yoga routine, my 5, 10, 15, 20, get a little run in, do a little bit of martial arts. Depending on the day, that will that workout will range anywhere from maybe 20 minutes to a couple hours. Um, I'm very consistent on that, and you should be too, but I realized a number of years ago now that I was training more for sustainment and injury prevention than I was for peak performance. Now you may or may not be in that category right now. You have to respect what um, kind of what season of life you're in. I'm not in my spring life anymore. I'm not a young guy anymore. I'm not old, but I wanna. I'm looking forward to where. Um, forward meaning in time, I'm looking to where some of my my instructors and the mentors of mine that are in their 60s and 70s and 80s, I want to be where they are at when I'm that age, meaning I want to be very mobile, I want to be active, I want to be healthy, and I can't do that if I keep smashing my body. Now, keep in mind, I've had numerous injuries, sports injuries and surgeries and so forth. I'm already gimping on, on some things. It was kind of funny. I went out to visit a friend um, in Pennsylvania a few years back, maybe two years ago. And uh, he asked me, hey, dude, you want to go work out at my gym? I said, sure. So we went there and uh, he just does a regular circuit kind of training thing with the weight machines and all this. And (laughs) I realized how much I couldn't do or how much I modified in my own workouts because typically I work out like that alone. And I just modify around all my injuries and surgeries and shortcomings. And uh, so we're going, you know, from machine to machine. I'm like, ah, I can't do that one. <laughs> that hurts my elbows. Uh, I can't do that one. My shoulders are wrecked. Um, oh, I can do this one, but I've got to, you know, adapt it in this way. Um, so it's just kind of funny. But the point is, is that you got to keep going. And, you know, I didn't always think about that when I was younger, thus a lot of my injuries. But if you do any type of sport or any type of working out, you're going to get injured. It's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when and how badly and how often. So you want to get a good trainer, get good people, and listen to them. Um, I had a lot of good trainers over the years, and I didn't listen to all of them. 
Um, I didn't list to, listen to some of them some of the time, and I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean. I should have listened more um, to a lot of the safety precautions that many of them had advised rather than just kind of doing my thing and thinking I can push things to, you know, 11 all the time and reaping the the rewards later, so to speak. Uh, I think I reaped better physical rewards in the time at the time, but now I'm definitely feeling a lot of those things that I probably shouldn't have been doing so much or should have did smarter because now, you know, between arthritis and surgeries and so forth, um, you know, I have some things to work around. Now, don't get me wrong. I am still in shape. Yeah, for the most part. <laughs> and I, I train all the time. I'm still very active. Um, I am able to keep up with the younger guys for the most part, unless you have some real, you know, Olympic stud in there. But obviously, I think of all the shortcomings that I do have, and I have some. So if you have some shortcomings out there, don't let that stop you. You want to keep going, but you have to understand that it's a marathon, not a sprint. So how are you sleeping? How are you eating? How are you drinking? Meaning not not the Jack Daniels or the beer. I'm talking, you know, are you getting your hydration? And I struggle with that one too, which is stupid because, you know, what does it take to drink in a minimum eight, 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 eight ounce glasses of water a day? You would think that that would be easier, but a lot of people don't do it. And I, I even struggle with that. Um, probably one of the big vices that I have is I drink Coke Zero and uh, I, not a problem. I drink a bit, a little bit too much of it. It's not uncommon for me to go through a two liter a day, um, probably a little bit less on average. Yeah, I would say less. I don't go through a two liter per day, but probably I would say a good three quarters. Um, anyways, it's it's a lot of probably nasty chemical shit that I'm putting in my body that I could probably cut back on. Um, but you know, at least I'm not shooting up heroin or doing methamphetamines. So I don't feel too guilty about it. But the point is, is make sure you hydrate. Hydration is huge from everything from joint problems and back and disc problems to, you know, keeping healthy from getting sick with bacteria and viruses and so forth to weight management um, to how you think and how you, how you perform physically under stress. It's crazy on how much hydration really can add to your life. So um, hydration, diet, you know, are you taking supplements? I take probably too many supplements, but, you know, I've been into uh, a number of new supplements I've been playing with the past couple months. I'll, uh, I'll let you in on those, on the, what I'm doing on that, maybe on a different podcast. This one's kind of running long already. I'm rambling a little bit. But um, so hydration, diet, sleep. Um, exercise and make sure that with the exercise that you're getting strength training, you're getting cardiovascular training and stamina training, you're getting flexibility and mobility training, right? So make sure you're doing those things and do them a little bit every day. Not, you know, I'm not going to work out for three months and then I'm going to join the gym right after Christmas or after New Year and then I'm going to go for two months and then I'm going to stop. Quit doing that shit. Just, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Make it a slow burn over a long period of time. Little things, even 20 minutes of 5, 10, 15, 20 workout. Oh, if you're wondering what that is, 
It's on our Peace Walker program. Um, you can get it on our Peace Walker private membership. Um, again, I could have a whole podcast on 5, 10, 15, 20, but it's just a little workout system that's using body weight uh, that I was taught by Lieutenant Colonel Joe Shishko of the Marine Corps. And uh, he's the guy who developed the force fitness program for the Marine Corps and the hand-to-hands and he's one of the guys with the hand-to-hand combative uh, system McMap. He's one of the founders of that as well. And he taught at the MACE, the Marine Corps Martial Arts Center of Excellence. For um, He ran that academy um, until just recently he retired. But um, anyways, great guy. He's in awesome shape. He's in his mid-60s, probably 64, 65. And uh, holy shit, he's a crazy man. Good guy. But anyways... Um, also, make sure you're in it for the long haul with your relationships and feeding your mind and your spirit, right? Taking downtime, take some vacations, um, read or listen to podcasts and watch educational videos, you know, like this this podcast, you know, learn, learn some things. There's a tremendous amount of information out there. Um, so pick some things that you want to learn about and continue to feed that and, you know, feed your soul, feed your soul. Hang out with people who are meaningful to you. Don't neglect that part of the journey, right? That is part of the marathon. Don't just bury yourself in work or in um, isolation and all this. Get out more so than just on social media and that. You know, interact with people, make some friends, hang out with them. And when it comes to physical defensive tactics, whether it's um, empty hand combatives, which is should be absolutely on your, not just your arsenal, but on that is a foundational element of living a good life. And you need to be able to learn how to protect yourself and your family, those around you, and stand up for yourself. And to do it physically is incredibly important, no matter what age you're at. You can find something that that uh, is useful and helps to build your confidence in that. And it helps to keep you healthy because you're moving around. Make sure that you're doing that in a mindful way. And if you're with an organization or an instructor who doesn't get that, go find another one. If you can't find one and or if you're looking to supplement that, get on my peacewalker.net private membership site. We have hundreds of videos, thousands of hours, dozens of courses of everything from physical defensive tactics to verbal de-escalation strategies, leadership strategies. I bring on a bunch of mem- um, other instructors for master classes. There's full courses on there, modules on there, ranging from uh, defensive shooting, which I bring other uh, instructors on for that because I'm not a shooting instructor. Um, but... Uh, I bring psychologists on and trainers, fitness trainers on, um, yoga experts and wellness experts, different leaders of different um, uh, industries on that all deal with being a protector and living a healthy lifestyle. So get on that resource if you want. Go to peacewalker.net and get on my um, almost daily email. That will that will help kind of get you going. But um, but kind of wrap this up i know like i said i've been going a little further and longer than i anticipated but um just keep in mind that this idea of training and keeping yourself healthy and fit is a marathon not a sprint 
Do a little bit every single day. Every day is training. Develop a habit. Hang out with people who are on that journey as well. They'll help to motivate you. Surround yourself with things and people and information and motivation that will help you to stay on track. Well, let me back up. Help you to get on track. Help you to stay on track. And if you fall off the path, help you to get back on it as quickly and as um, simply as possible. So there you have it. The tip, trick, and the tactic of the day is understanding that it is a marathon, not a sprint. Now go out there and drink eight, eight ounces of water minimum for the next week, right? Develop a habit, keep it going, get eight hours of sleep, start eating better, cleaner food, and work out a little bit every day. Just a little bit. doesn't matter if you do five push-ups or ten squats. You can do that. So... Stay healthy out there, be well, keep going, and I'll see you on the next episode. One last thing before I go. If you'd like to follow me on my journey of being a peace walker, living a protector's lifestyle, and basically how I've learned over the years to protect myself and have other people's backs and live a safer, more powerful, confident life, then go to peacewalkersubscribe.com and register for my almost daily email. And in doing that, you're also going to get a free Street Smart Survival Guide. And that is a guidebook that I wrote. It's 37 pages long, and it will give you the most common street scenarios types of attacks and threats that you find out, hopefully not, but (laughs) that you could run across out in everyday life in the street and a simple defense to them. So it's a good way of starting this journey of being a protector and a peace walker and living the lifestyle, living the lifestyle of a protector. So there you have it, peacewalkersubscribe.com. And you can join me in my journey, or I'll shoot an email right to your inbox a few times a week, giving you tips, tricks, and tactics, and fun little stories, fun little adventures. (laughs) All right, gang, thanks so much. We'll see you next time, and keep going. The question is, in today's day and age, how do you protect yourself, your family, and your community more effectively? Well, my name is Craig Gray, and today on the Peace Walker podcast, We're going to answer those questions and a whole bunch more. You're going to learn the power of protection, the art of influence, and the confidence of clarity as you build a protector's lifestyle to live, to protect, and to inspire at a whole new level.